Hello, this is Heather G. Bell, one of the deacons at the Virgin's Congregational Church. This podcast includes portions of our service recorded on February 27, 2022. The scripture for later in the service is from Luke chapter 9, verses 28 through 36. Well, it's 9.32, my friends, and as we come together in this sacred space, or wherever we are, God is with us, gathered together, whether we are in Switzerland, or in Virgins, or St. Albans, or Brookfield, or Florida, or on the road, I know some of us are traveling, truly God's presence is with us. And on this Sunday, we gather at the conclusion of the church season of Epiphany. This is the last Sunday in the season of Epiphany. Uh, Traditionally, it is Transfiguration Sunday, where we hear the story of, of, through the gospel reading of the change in Jesus and the change that takes place in his disciples, including us. And so just as Jesus was filled with the glory of God in his light, we light a candle to acknowledge the light of God that is within us, the light of God that surrounds us and the light of God that guides us on our way. Coming together into worship, I would invite any announcements that we need to be aware of as a faith community uh, before the prelude begins. Beloved of God, as we come together in the light of God and in the promise of transformation and transfiguration, holding one another with love, let us continue to prepare for worship as we listen to our prelude. Thank you, Jenny. Oh, thank you, Jenny and Liam, for both the visual beauty of the running water and the music that accompanied it. How perfect for our Transfiguration Sunday. In our call to worship, my friends, uh, I will offer the words of the leader 
and all of us will respond and Liam is also leading the all response. From a cloud and in a crowd, God speaks to us. Calling us to be lovers of justice, to share hope with the broken. On mountaintops and in neighborhoods, Christ calls to us. With a word and with wonder, molding us into who we are. On the playground and at the workstation, the spirit whispers in our hearts. Gathering up our fears as well as our dreams and offering them to God. God in community, holy in one, we gather as your people. Surely the presence of the Lord is in each and every place where we are gathered today. Sometimes the mystery of a story like the transfiguration is hard to capture in mere words. That's why we have music and that's why we have poetry. So I'd like for us together to share in the gathering words, the poetry of Mary Oliver, as she expresses the mystery. Let us, let us join together in these words. Something has happened to the bread and the wine. They have been blessed. What now? The body leans forward to receive the gift from the priest's hand, then the chalice. They are something else now from what they were before this began. I want to see Jesus, maybe in the clouds or on the shore, just walking. Beautiful man and clearly someone else. Besides, on the hard days, I ask myself if I ever will. Also, there are times my body whispers to me that I have. Our scripture reading is offered by Emily this morning. Thank you. This morning's reading is from Luke chapter 9, verses 28 through 36, the transfiguration. Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. 
While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then the cloud came, then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent, and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. Thank you, Emily, for the reading of this morning's scripture. It's always good to uh, check the chat box. And I love what Jean put in as a response to Liam's message. Go tell it on Mount Philo. That's good. That is beautiful. And while Emily was reading the scripture regarding uh, Peter's response to the light of God transcendent on Jesus, I love the response that to Benjamin gave, which sounded something like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever had an experience that maybe you've decided to keep to yourself because you feel if you shared that experience with someone, an experience that you understand as spiritual or magical or miracle-like, that the person listening to you might tilt their head a little and go, hmm, you ever had an experience like that? 
Maybe something like that happened with uh, Peter and James and John when they were with Jesus. Whenever I hear this story or read this story, it is clear that something spiritual happened. Something awesome and transcendent happened on that mountain. Something so elusive and sometimes so difficult to put into words that we sing it musically, as we did this morning. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I do see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Sometimes these transcendent moments are expressed in poetry, such as the words of Elizabeth Barrett Browning. All of earth is crammed with heaven and every common bush afire with God. But only those who see it take off their shoes. The rest sit round and pluck blackberries. Earth was crammed with heaven in this story and heaven crammed into the earthly experience. What happened and what does it mean for us? Please pray with me. Holy one, your face and your clothes are glowing. Your light is a beacon on a hill and should not be covered. Holy one, we stand face to face with you. We stand in your presence. Holy one, shine in and through us. Help us reflect your glory, our glory that we may shine throughout all of your creation as we give you thanks, giver of light. Amen. In the gospel reading, we have Jesus inviting those three disciples, Peter and James and John, to come up on top of the mountain. And Jesus is transformed in front of their eyes, transformed or transfigured. We use different kinds of languages. Jesus emanates a dazzling light. And along with that light, two people who are dead appear. Two people who are deeply important in the history and lineage of Israel, Moses the lawgiver and Elijah the great prophet. And then that voice that speaks from a cloud saying, this is my beloved son. This is my chosen one. Listen to him. And in a flash, the cloud was gone. The voice was gone. Moses and Elijah were gone. And the three disciples were with Jesus. After this experience, a day later, they were coming down the mountain and Jesus gave the three disciples some advice. Don't tell anyone what happened. Well, they told someone who told someone because we have this story. We have the opportunity to tilt our heads and go, hmm, what happened? Frederick Beekner is a Presbyterian minister and a prolific author. 
I recommend any of his books to you, Fred Beekner. He, he lives in Southern Vermont in the town of Rupert. He writes about transcendent and mystical experiences in his book, Wishful Thinking. Here's a paragraph from Fred Beekner's book. Even with us, something like the transfiguration happens once in a while. Like the face of a man walking his child in the park or of a woman picking peas in the garden of sometimes even the unlikeliest person listening to a concert or standing barefoot in the sand watching the waves roll in or just having a beer at a Saturday baseball game in July. Every once and so often, something so touching, so incandescent, so alive, transfigures the human face that it is almost beyond bearing. Something so incandescent and alive transfigures our faces that it is almost beyond bearing. When have you experienced something that has so deeply touched you, that has transformed you? Transformation, transfiguration. What happened on that holy mountain long ago, we cannot know and we will never know. What we have here today is the story of almost 2,000 years ago that offers us hope for those holy moments in our own lives when we may perceive for the first time or even yet again a new understanding of God's brilliant and light love for us in Jesus, the Holy One. A good question to be asked in this story is, and who was changed that day? Was it Jesus and a glimpse of blinding light? Was it Peter and James and John who are now given new eyes to experience a new awareness of God, a new awareness of life as never before? And it follows, it would be good to ask ourselves, what does all of this mean for us? Do we join with Peter's voice saying, this is so good, why don't we just build three booths and stay here as long as we can? We know they didn't stay because the passage reads the next day they came down from the mountain. They came down into the city. Yesterday, Liam and I had a telephone call as we often do on Saturdays, talking about faith formation and the meaning of life. And I want to thank Liam for the insight he offered to me yesterday about this passage, and especially about on top of the mountain and coming down. So thank you, Liam, for that insight. I've kind of gone with it. Just as the voice of God spoke on top of the mountain, this is my son, my beloved, my chosen one, listen to him. When they got down at the bottom of the mountain into the town, there was another parent another parent in agony who said to Jesus and the disciples, my son needs your healing. We have the ethereal voice of one parent at the top of the mountain 
This is my son, my beloved, my chosen, listen to him. And at the bottom of the mountain, we have another parent in agony asking, please heal my son. And Jesus healed that son. Two voices, one at the top of the mountain and one in the city. What do we do with those voices? What do we do with this story? Heidi Newmark is a Lutheran pastor who served a church in the South Bronx part of New York City for 20 years. Heidi Newmark served a church aptly named for us this day, Transfiguration Lutheran Church. In Heidi Newmark's book, Breathing Space, A Spiritual Journey in the Bronx, she writes about the transformation, the transfiguration of the church she served. And these are her words. <clears throat> Standing amid poverty and the myriad problems that accompany such a demon, there was crime and drug abuse, lack of opportunity, lack of hope. Transfiguration Church mainly kept its doors shut to the world around it. Then by the grace of God, one day, disciples of the church unlock the doors of this Bronx church, unlock the doors of their private shelter, and they step out into the neighborhood to meet the distress of the community, of parents and children convulsed by poverty. And what was discovered was community, community that was a transfiguration experience for both the congregation and the people of the community. She continues, living high up in the rarefied air isn't the point of transfiguration. It was never meant as a private experience of spirituality removed from the public square. It is a vision to carry us down to have a glimpse of unimagined possibility at ground level. Those are her words, unimagined possibility at ground level. Beloved of God, what kind of transformation are we called to? Where do we see in the light of God those unimagined possibilities that are yet being created? in our personal lives, in the life of our faith community, in our state and in our world. Once our eyes are open to that new light, that new reality, what shall we do? For all of earth is crammed with heaven and every common bush is a fire with God. Only those who see it take off their shoes. The rest sit round and pluck back blackberries. Amen. Beloved of God, we conclude this time of worship, but we do not conclude our connection with God, with Jesus, the Holy One, and with the spirit that connects us wherever we are. Ukraine or Switzerland or Vermont. The benediction for this morning 
is a Celtic blessing called deep peace. Deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the gentle night to you. May moon and stars pour their healing light on you. Deep peace of Jesus the Holy One, deep peace of the light of the world, now and always, amen.